Father, we just ask today, Lord, that you'd open our ears to hear what you're saying, God. You'd open our eyes, Lord, in the light of your truth to see the truth about who you are. Lord, we say thank you, Lord, for your voice, Lord, speaking to us, that you said your sheep hear your voice. God, thank you, Lord, for your voice speaking. Lord, we ask that you'd stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your son, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Well, hallelujah. I'm so pleased to be home. I saw many of you Friday night. Give me a wave if you were not here Friday. Wonderful. Well, I wanna, I'm going to show you just a little video of um, one of the testimonies of uh, what we heard God do. And um, I've been in Georgia, uh, the U.S., where we have um, three church plants going on and I was in Augusta with Pastor Ron Fernier, who remembers Pastor Ron. He's been out here, Ron and Judith, and um, ministering there with them. And then out in uh, South Carolina, they had eight churches come together, and we saw such a harvest of souls and miracles. It was, it was so good, so good. And, and lovely also to see people that had been healed last time I was there. Um, we saw April, who um, had been healed she had to wear uh, calipers, um, metal braces on her legs after having been injured in an accident with the army in Iraq. And um, God had so sovereignly and supernaturally healed her uh, last year or the year before. And she was there just again to celebrate. Look at me, I can wear normal shoes. And she didn't have to wear braces anymore because God had touched her. And and just to see the things that God was doing and the things that he had done, uh, to be able to share the testimonies about what he's done here. And then I was out in uh, Statesboro, Georgia with Tony Thompson. He's got a, a glory church, a city church going on out there that's just just been going so very well. And uh, with the college students and also with um, uh, the, they're connected with New Beginnings, which is a um, rehab uh, place where a lot of people are coming to Christ, getting set free, which is just very powerful. And I was helping oversee the transition to Tony and his family are transitioning the leadership in uh, Statesboro, Georgia, and he, uh, he's moving up to Atlanta, Georgia, where he's been driving four hours every second week to do their 
Friday night glory gathering uh, because they're transitioning to do a Sunday morning because God is just doing so much there and we're just seeing such a need. There's a lot of churches in Atlanta, but in the area where they are, there's not a lot where they're seeing miracles and the prophetic and and the spirit of God moving. And uh, so we're really just sensing the timing of God with that and the favor of God on it. So I had the privilege of being able to... um, help them uh, launch that. That's going to be actually starting Sunday mornings in June. And uh, Joel and Candice, I believe, are God willing going to be going out to help them just in that first couple of weeks in June to, to get, get going. So God is doing great things. Amen. We've got some wonderful things coming up too in May. We've got Brian Simmons. He's awesome. The Passion Translation author going to be out with us uh, Patricia King is coming, going to be here on uh, one of the Sundays, Sunday 12th, I think, of May. So God's doing some great things. We're a network, uh, and I'm also part of a greater network, which is uh, HIM. Uh, Patricia and Brian are all part of that uh, with Cheyan. And so it's exciting to see what God's doing all over the earth. Amen? I know it's warm, but I want you to be talking back to me so I know that you're awake. Hallelujah. I'm serious. I'm going to pray at least for a great big fan or some air conditioning by next summer. Who's going to agree with me? Yeah, God can do that. I know some of you are looking going, this is a big building, but God can do something great. I know he can do something. So let's, we'll, let's be praying. Um, we were excited to see um, some people come back that had uh, been healed in years past, and I shared a little video that I had, oh, here it is, um, on Friday, but because there's many of you that weren't here, I want to share this again. It's very special. Uh, he had come to a meeting and that I was at in Augusta, Pastor Ron's church. Ron was a Methodist minister for many, many years in Augusta, Georgia, and uh, when he retired, they have a mandatory retirement age, he asked if he could bring his ministry under Glory City Church, which he has done for now several years, and uh, and that's how that's all happening. But I, I was doing a series of meetings in Augusta five years ago, and this is just a testimony from a, one of the fellows that came to that meeting. So can we play that? Hi, this is Bobby Rogers, and I'm in Georgia here in Augusta. Well, actually in Thompson, Thompson, Thompson Georgia. <laughs> I have got some really great news uh, Bobby, uh, why don't you just tell them a little bit about what happened. Five years ago, Bobby had an amazing healing. God just has done such a wonderful miracle, and we wanted to testify and talk about what God's done. That's one thing I did promise the Lord. I don't promise him much because if you promise the Lord something, you better do it. (laughs) And I promised him if he healed me, I would testify and help people. And I don't have a choice. I have to do that because he did what what I asked him. He healed me. And, uh, what what was the situation? What did you have? I had terminal cancer that spread it and had uh, what they call naxosis. I can't say that word good, but anyway, once it spread, it started in the colon, and uh, I found out late on reading they didn't find in my colon that was between my large and small intestine, and they didn't find it till it got spread it in my lungs and liver, and. Uh, and when were you diagnosed with that? What year? It was 
the doctor finally had open heart surgery, and they was x-raying my heart, seeing how I doing, you know how I was doing, and then he found cancer in my lungs, found a spot on my lungs, and he said, it's a lung doctor, and the doctor found, thought it was cancer, and he had to analyze and found it was cancer, and uh, he called a colon doctor, and the colon doctor said, I uh, went over him with a fine tooth comb, so I don't believe it would be colon cancer, they can find out the original cancer. And it came from the colon. And, uh, and spread to your liver as well. And then after that, the doctor, the doctor was kind of, he wasn't too friendly, so I didn't really go back to him, I guess. <laughs> and uh, for a while. So then I went back. He, they called me, and I went back, and he said, I think it'll spread to your liver. So then they sent me to a liver doctor, and it had spread to my liver. So that's when they sent me to the uh, cancer doctor. And uh, my wife and I, went to the cancer doctor and uh, she told me, she said, you do have cancer, gonna spread it and it's done, got in bad shape and you got, I don't beat around the bush, I was gonna tell people, you go on get your business fixed. Why you up? Something you won't get done because we like give you about six months oh, wow. to live. Wow, and, How, that must have just been such an awful, awful shock. Well, you had faith in God, didn't you? I didn't have much as I thought. You didn't. You and, 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 and so, yeah. I've been in church all my life, but when I, I guess God sometimes do things, let things happen to you to really get your attention. Wow. And so this got my attention. And I started just, I really want to live. And I started watching TV and my gospel programs mostly. And uh, I found out that Miss Kathy was gone from Australia, and she was on TV, and she was saying that ever since she was a little girl, she know the Lord going to use her special. She didn't know what she was going to do, but she know she wasn't she wasn't the same as other little girls. <laughs> and you know, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, so I had told my wife, I said, because I still wasn't getting much sleep after all this time, and so I told my wife that take me to this church that I saw this lady was going to be. And she said, pray for yourself. I don't need nobody else to pray for you. So I called my friend up, but I had been helping out different times. He's a preacher. And he got four sons, they're all preachers. And so he said, yes, I'll come take you. So he took me down to, what's the name of the church? Grace, Grace United, United Methodist. Grace United yes. Methodist Church in Augusta. In Augusta, Georgia. And they took me there, and I can tell anybody, go in and believe. You got to have a, you got to believe and expect a miracle. So, because I had been to other people that prayed for me, including my pastor, and other churches, white and black. And uh, when I went, and she called for prayer, and all the first ones got up, and all I know, she started warning me and raised her hand up, and I hit the floor. <laughs> I hit the floor and I ain't been the same since. Hallelujah. And the lady still saw She said, just stay on down. And I just... You know, I remember that. And I could see, I really saw that you had you had faith in your heart. You said that. You said, this man got faith. <laughs> I didn't tell you what was wrong with me. I was sick or nothing. I just got up and walked. And 
I laid on the floor and I kept looking around. I saw everybody on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that took me down, he was he would also have a suit on. You may yeah. remember this. And you said, the man with the suit on, I want to pray for him. Can you remember that? I think I do. And uh, so he, he got up and came up and you prayed for him. And he went up on the floor. And so and, and he was telling all his folks, he said, I didn't go to get prayed for. <laughs> well, I took Bobby, but... That lady special. She prayed for me, and I—I I don't know. I would be on the floor like that. And she, she, she said, the "Spirit was in that place." That's true. That's and so, so true. I just thank the Lord for sending you this way. And then what happened? Like, uh, did you go back to the doctor? What What happened? All I know, well, I came home that same night and slept like a baby and just <laughs> thank you, just just felt good. That's and, five uh, years ago. And I went to the doctor back, and I told her that. I wasn't going to die. I'm going to live. She said, people that, she said, what you say? I said, I'm, I prayed. I've been healed. And I'm like, I'm going to live. And she said, I, people that praise, I notice that they do live longer. And uh, I had some crosses. Another preacher gave me that they prayed over. They were taking them overseas to uh, some countries and hand them out to the poor countries. And so I gave her one of the crosses. And she said, I'm going to put them on my bulletin boat. <laughs> and right now, she is a believer. Oh, praise God. That is awesome. <laughs> she is a believer. And you put on 50 pounds? 50 pounds. And how are you doing now? I am doing super great. <laughs> <laughs> that was five years ago. Five years ago. Oh, Jesus, we uh, give you worship. God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Father, we're so thankful for your great love and your amazing kindness. Father, you are wonderful. God, you're the same yesterday, today, Amen. and forever. And Lord, I thank you just as you've done it for Bobby. God, you are doing it so many other people. Lord, I thank you for his testimony. I thank you for his life. Thank you for his family. Lord, we give you worship for you are great. You are the author of life. And Lord, I thank you. You came to destroy the works of the evil one. And sickness, Lord, is a work of the evil one. You came to bring life and life more abundant. We're just so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Oh, I'm so happy to hear this. <laughs> they, um, everything goes slowly in the south, so it took a little while to get the testimony, but it was worth it. Just beautiful. Everyone's relaxed. Just want to talk, have a nice chat. <laughs> it's just beautiful. But, you know, he actually is 70 now, and um, he's he goes and he collects everybody he can find. He brought three people with him to the meeting uh, from the trailer park near his house and uh, they got saved at the meeting and he's been out to... That's exciting. Yay, Jesus. And that's good. You're awake. And heaven celebrates. You're part of heaven, so we get to do that. Um, And he's also been to be praying for other uh, people who have had cancer diagnosis and he's prayed for people, and they have been healed. So I just, I just think, yay, God, so wonderful. We need to talk about the great things that God's doing. People want to hear the good news. And uh, we had lots of people healed this time too, wonderful, wonderful miracles that God's been doing. But we love to uh, encourage them to go back to their doctors to get the reports. And I've got a, a book Full of um, testimonies and miracles going to be coming out in August. So I've also been chasing those up. 
So if you could be in prayer for that, that's going to be, um, it's going to be a wonderful opportunity just to talk about God's greatness, his goodness and his character because he's very good. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you. I want to just share with you a little more today. Um, I started on Friday night just going over, just the to- talking about what the Lord's character is like because I really believe that God's awakening us to the revelation of who he is so that we can manifest the very character and nature of God. He's created us for good works in Christ. He's created us to be as he is in this world. Hallelujah. And that's that's a, such a stunning thought. No longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And that glorious reality is something that God wants to take from being a theory in your head to being a real glorious manifestation. I mean, the Bible says creation is groaning, longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. The way it's, it's, God is so excited at the revelation that's being poured out in people's hearts so that they begin to wake up and realize who they actually are so that they can manifest the light of the world as they're called to be. He says of Jesus, you are the light of the world. And then he says in other places, you believers, you are the light of the world because it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you as he is everything that he is. He says greater works than these, speaking of what Jesus did, shall they do. You know, sailor, Grab that in your heart for a moment and just walk around in that thought. That's who you are. And this is what this awakening is right now, that the Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal revelation about the truth of who he is. There is such a drawing. I I can sense it in my spirit. God is just drawing people to to himself to seek his face. You were hearing the worship tonight as we were singing, Lord, I want to know you. I want to seek your face. And, and that is the, the cry of our spirit. That's our heart's cry saying, God, I want to know you. It's been my personal cry. And I, I see that the Holy Spirit is really breathing on that right now, that, that he's causing our hearts to cry out, oh, God, we want more. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Paul prayed that prayer for believers. It's not a one-off experience that you get just at salvation, but God is continually wanting to pour out his spirit with revelation light so that you grow in the knowledge of him. I was reading uh, Proverbs this morning. We have our little family devotion in the mornings over breakfast, which is lovely. Take turns to read the scripture. And we were reading um, Proverbs this morning about how it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and it's the glory of kings to search it out. I mean, there's some great proverbs in there. Anger doesn't lead to righteousness. Just wonderful stuff. It, it would do, do you good to have a proverb a day, just like you take your vitamins, you know. <laughs> Be a good thing. Take it, memorize it. The wisdom of God is there. It's so beautiful. But it's the glory of kings, and we are called as kings and priests, hooray, to search out this glorious mystery that is God hallelujah, that requires the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him. It's knowledge that passes human understanding. It's not secular knowledge. There's a lot 
There's a lot of secular knowledge that you can pursue, and that's not a bad thing. You know, God created us with inquisitive minds. He wants you to, to search out all the mysteries of creation and everything that is done. But he's talking about a supernatural revelation of the knowledge of who, his very character, who he is. And I just want to share a little more with you today um, from the book of James. Is a good book. It's all good. Hallelujah. I'll start at verse 19. It says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that's so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you all. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, the perfect law of liberty, hallelujah, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard but doing it, he'll be blessed in what he does. What James is saying here is that we need to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And he's not, you know, I used to read that with a mindset of, oh, yes, oh, yes, I've got to try harder. I've got to be a doer of the word. Yes, Lord, I'm going to try. Yes, I'm going to be a doer of the word. And, and that's not a bad attitude. But we're missing the point if we, if we leave it at that. What James is saying is he says, if you're not doing this, if you're, if you're not manifesting Jesus, the very character and the nature of God, it's because you have forgotten what you look like. You're like somebody that's looked in the mirror and went, wow, that's awesome, and then forgotten. And you see, this is the enemy's job over and over. His heart is to get you into deception about the reality of what you actually look like. Because if you know what you look like, if you know who you are, you will behave accordingly. Hallelujah. He says, he wants you to look into the perfect law of liberty. The fact that, whoa, I am no longer a slave to sin. Uh, it's no longer my default that I have to try very hard to stay out of. A lot of people live thinking, I'm, you know, I'm going to try very hard to stay out of that default that I just keep going back into. Nope. Get myself back in track. I'm going to be a doer of the word. And yet that's not what the scripture is saying. He's saying, if you're not a doer of the word, don't beat yourself up. Lift up your head and look at who he is. Because as you see who he is, as you behold him, you will be like him. Hallelujah. I shared, you know, this is one of my favorite scriptures. Many of you have heard it before. And I shared on on. Uh, Friday night, and I've done a whole I've done a whole series on the virtues of God. But Second Peter chapter one talks about all the beautiful virtues of God. Goes through saying, uh, "Hallelujah, grace and peace be yours in abundance." Chapter, verse two, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, because. As we have multiplied grace to know him, to have a new and expanded revelation of who he is, 
we become like him. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. So it all flows from knowing who he is. He daily wants to have time to feed you on revelation knowledge about who he is because out of that will flow everything. Hallelujah. You get his face. You see his face. Everything starts to come into alignment. Hallelujah. It's the abiding in him. That it's that glorious liberty that we have by living in the truth, in the light of his truth. He says that in his light, we see light. It's only that when we, when we start to walk away and we start to get distracted by the concerns of the world and the pressures and the things that we've got to do and, you know, and start to get negative and looking at stuff that we are able to be deceived Because God wants continually to lift up our heads. That's why he says in Colossians, set your mind on things above. Because he knows if he can keep your face looking at him, you will produce much fruit. Hallelujah. Because you'll begin to see, yes, that's right. That's what I look like. As I behold him, I am like him. He says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I can manifest who he is as I have this joyful pursuit of knowing who he is. How do you manifest Christ if you don't know what you've got? You've got to know what you've got. I mean, you get all this this amazing... um, apps and things on this iPad, which is a very useful tool. But if I don't know they're there, I don't get to use them. God so wants, and I'm not comparing God to an iPad. Let me, let let that be clear. But God says, I have created you with an inside desire to search me out. Because as you search him out, you begin to see what's on this banqueting table that he's laid out in front of you. Whoa, this is glorious. I get to be like him. Hallelujah. He is gracious. He's ridiculously kind. He's, he's just, it doesn't make sense. It's unfair, but he is so glorious. And you know, you imitate people that you admire, don't you? You can even start to, to pick up their, the things that they say and, 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 and you, you tend to imitate, particularly when you're young, imitate people that you admire. Well, the more you fellowship with God, the more you'll imitate him. Hallelujah. The more you'll recognize this is my DNA now. Hallelujah. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I'm bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. I am a new creation in Christ. This is what I look like. Hallelujah. The more you allow him to speak to you, the more your speech will become like his speech. Hallelujah. I was telling, I was telling people on Friday night that um, I went for a walk um, while I was in uh, Augusta. And I got to have a couple of days out with our friends in um, Waynesboro. And I had one day off where I, I just went for a walk. I was preaching every day except for this one day. And I, I went for a walk in the afternoon. I just love to walk with God in the evenings, you know, just as the sun's starting to set. It's my, it's my favorite time with God. And I was going through some things, had lots of, lots of things having to do with the publishing and, and having to talk with the publishers. And they wanted to know my platform and blah, blah, blah. And 
having to tell them all of this stuff, I was feeling really uncomfortable. And I, I just, I felt like, oh God, you know, I feel like I'm promoting myself. I don't feel comfortable like this. I'm sorry, God. I feel boastful. I'm doing this and just talking with him. And it's a good thing to keep short accounts. It is a good thing because, you know, if there is anything that, that you've been doing that's not that's not lining up with who you are. It's a good thing to talk to him about it. You can talk to him about anything. He knows it all anyway, so you might as well. But as I'm talking to him, I just sat down. I found a spot next to the the lake, and I sat down and was just just finished, finished what I had to say. And then the Lord spoke, and he said, You're kind. I thought... How is that relevant? And, and I, I didn't understand. This, it just seemed so left field. You're kind. But you know, when God speaks, I've learned that it's a good thing for us to repeat what he says. I'll say what he says. So I said, okay, yes, God, I'm kind. And then he began to speak to me and he began to teach me. I want you to speak, to your, speak about yourself and think about yourself as I am. So I started, and I'm just being really transparent with you, I started to add to my confessions, I'm kind, I'm patient, I'm generous, I'm loving, I'm full of peace, my speech is gracious. And you know, this is, this is where God just started taking my head from down here, I'm boastful, I'm this and I'm like that, and he started saying, that's actually not the truth. This is the truth. You're kind. You're gracious. You're humble. You're full of the Holy Ghost and power. And, you know, as Australians, we can sometimes feel a little uncomfortable saying those things, even in private, because people might think you get a big head. But we're not called to live by our culture. We're called to live by kingdom culture. Hallelujah. And, you know, I don't go around and except now for my church and everybody on live stream, go and tell everybody all of these things. But it's a good thing for us to make regular private confession with the Lord and make declarations. This is the truth. I'm kind. When I'm, when I walk into a room, people are going to feel the very love of God. I am known by the love of God in me. When people meet me, they're going to meet Christ. Hallelujah. People get healed. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying people get healed in my meetings. The, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind see. The, and I've made these confessions not out of a, a, a mindless, okay, this is a good formula, I'll do this, but out of a genuine belief that I believe that as I speak a thing, I am created in the image of my creator God. And the things that I speak have power. The words that I speak have power. And we need to be speaking these things over ourselves. We need to be reminding ourselves, yes, this is what it's like. But you know, even hearing the voice of God just speak to me and say, you're kind, just resonated deep in my spirit. And it reminded me again of his so beautiful voice that when... Ever he talks to me, he always makes me feel so safe and so peaceful and so full of love. He's so confident. And, and that is who I am. Hallelujah. 
That is the power that I have to release to other people. So when I answer the phone and someone says, how are you? Instead of going, yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing okay. I've got this. I can, I, God wants me to have a revelation that when I answer the phone, the person on the other end is going to be blown away by the presence and the peace and the glory of God that comes through just from the hello. He wants to shift your thinking because most of us are living way below the level of the glory that has been given to you. You see, if you only knew who you were, God is awakening. <laughs> he likes that. If we only knew who we were, we would manifest Christ. Because God's heart desire is to speak to you daily so that you get educated in what you are like now. Hallelujah. You, you know, hit two words, your kind. Speaking to my heart, just, ah, just stopped everything, just changed everything. I can say two words. This is my confession. I can say two words to people and it'll just stop everything, release the peace of God <laughs> and cause them to feel and know the very character of Jesus and the heart of God for them. Hallelujah. That's not just me. That's you. That's you. But the enemy's out to try and deceive us. He's out to try and say, no, this is the culture that you live in. Wake up. This is really the truth. You're like this and you've got to battle and you've got you to try and oh, always be trying to get away from what really is your true default. And God's saying, actually, your nature doesn't default to being nasty and selfish and awful. Your default is Jesus Hallelujah. You can wake up and remember. That's right. Oh, hello, Lord. You're lovely. So am I. Hallelujah. People are going to be happy to meet me today because when they meet me, they're going to feel this absolute kindness of God, the presence, the power, the joy of God, the voice of God speaking through me, the one that is never worried about anything, that has absolute confidence because he knows that he's the conqueror. Hallelujah. Hmm. I know what I want to say. I just want you to know it in your heart. I want you to get it because if you do, everybody's going to be happy to know you. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. Turn to your neighbor say, through our knowledge of him. You can say, I've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. I've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. But it comes not through just being told, as I'm telling you now. It comes through the knowledge of him. The more you search him out. This is, the, this is a, a, such a large part of my motivation to seek him out. Because my desire is to understand and know him so that I can understand the riches of this glorious inheritance that I have. Whoa, I want to understand it. I have the capacity way beyond what I've ever understood to really release the love of God in such power that people are going to be forever changed. 
this is actually really exciting. Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises. Actually, I'll read it again. Verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That's who I am now. Hallelujah. No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Not because the Bible just tells me so, but because the Holy Spirit is making it real to me. As I hear the word, I'm letting it come into my spirit. This is the truth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Even if I feel like, oh, I don't deserve it. I haven't lived up to it. I'm not being very good. God says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am kind. I am patient and it's not it's not saying uh, it's not telling lies he's calling out the truth of who you are so that he would call you higher god doesn't wink at sin he's very good at at uh he knows everything he doesn't wink at sin and he knows how to discipline us but he's not out to to condemn you and say oh so frustrated with you go in the naughty corner for the next five weeks Pay for your sin. Because if he did that, we could get some sense of self-satisfaction, some sense of self-righteousness that I've paid for my sin. If you allow yourself to buy into the lie that I have to beat myself up for a while, I'm not very good, I'm not there yet, I'm not there. All of that smacks of unbelief. It's by grace we're saved through faith. It's the through faith that we really need to be grabbing a hold of. We've got to believe that it's so good. It's amazing grace. (sighs) Shut up, Osuka. Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises. That means everything pertaining to Christ now belongs to you. Every promise that you read about Jesus in the scripture, that the spirit of the sovereign God is upon you because he has anointed you to preach the good news of the gospel. That belongs to you. If you'll have it, if you'll take it, that belongs to you. Every great and precious promise. Hooray! So that through them you may participate in the divine nature. That means you've got to be active in it. The enemy wants to sell you a lie and say, actually, this is what you like. This is what you like. You're just cranky. You should react like this. React like you've seen everybody else react. And, you know, it's very easy to do that if you are spending a whole lot of time around really negative people. It's very easy just to imitate what you're continually beholding. Therefore, we need to set our minds and keep them set Hallelujah. On things above. We are in the world. He doesn't call us to go out of it and lock ourselves away for the rest of our lives. He wants us to be the salt and the light in the earth. But he does call us to be very deliberate, to guard our hearts with all diligence. How do you do that? By feeding and fellowshipping with the one who has perfect character. Hallelujah. Bad character corrupts good, bad company corrupts good character, the Proverbs say. So God wants you to have continuous fellowship, a delicious feast with him continuously. So that, yay, when people meet you, 
You are imitating the one that you are in closest contact with. Hallelujah. (laughs) I could just get happy. (sighs) For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control, governing authority, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, that means you can grow in this. You can get better and better at releasing the life of Jesus. Hallelujah, the character of God. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he's nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. So he says exactly the same thing as James. He says, if you are not manifesting the character of God, if you are not feeling like, oh God, I don't feel like people are encountering you when they encounter me all the time. God doesn't say, well, you know, that's just pretty rotten. You need to try harder. You need to, you know, you need to... Get your act together. Sort yourself out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the enemy that's trying to convince you that you have a default nature that you have to wrestle against. Where God says, you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Hallelujah. So don't buy into the lie that you're wrestling this default nature that's always wanting to be bad. You are not. Paul says, I die daily after he says that he faces death daily. But he reckons himself dead. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be reckoning ourselves dead, remembering. That's right. I'm not going to be drawn into this forgetfulness where I forget what I look like. I'm going to reckon myself as dead. Hallelujah. Hooray. And I'm going to stare intently into the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. This is the truth. I have been set free from my flesh. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I'm going to let him call me higher and show me all this great goodness that he's given. Let it rain. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. You know, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to breathe a refreshing light of revelation over you. He is calling us higher. You know, I want to, I want to increase in my revelation understanding of the character of God because I so much want to have people impacted by Jesus Christ. He says, we will see more of Christ if we practice these things. Why? Because we'll see it in each other. Because he says that you are the aroma of Christ to those who are perishing. He says, now you are the light of the world. Hallelujah. God wants so much 
He wants so much to reveal himself through you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the great good news is that he's already given you everything you need to be able to do it. You don't have to try and put yourself through monkish stuff to, you know, Martin Luther worked so hard trying to get the character of God in his life and he was so frustrated that he couldn't that he nearly killed himself. He'd go out and stand in the snow to try and deal with his flesh and his, and his brothers would have to, you know, his monkey brothers would have to, sorry, they're not monks, monks <laughs> have to bring him in. I love the monks. Bring him in from the snow, drag him in so he didn't die because he was trying to mortify his flesh. And having no success, he felt he wasn't even saved. And then suddenly, hooray, through the revelation of the scripture, he's discovered, I am justified by faith. Hallelujah. I'm justified by faith. It's not by what I do or how hard I try. I am made clean. Listen, people, we've had this revelation available to us for hundreds of years, but I believe God is now saying, get up and walk around on the inside of it and begin to discover, search it out and really see what this means. Let him speak to you. Let it resonate through your heart like thunder. I reckon you've got it. Thanks, God. (laughs) Lord, I'm asking, Holy Ghost, that you would put a holy hunger in the heart of each one here. Lord, to search you out, to discover your amazing kindness, to hear your voice, to walk with you and to manifest Christ. Lord, I ask that you would sovereignly remind them Lord, those who've forgotten what they look like, remind them, Holy One, that you are their glory and the lifter of their head, that they are the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, we say thank you. Come with your power, Holy Spirit. Reveal it to our hearts, Lord, we ask. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you daily, continuously, throughout this week, remind us that we have power to manifest the very character and nature of Jesus. That regardless of circumstances, we do not have to react, but we can come with the very peace of God that calms the storms. Father, we say thank you.